So good to see you in the house of the Lord. We uh, come to give him praise and glory, worship him, for he's our God. Uh, I want, when we pray, I want us to pray for Jonathan. He's, uh, he's sick, his ears infect. I don't know what all, he's running a fever. He doesn't seem like he can. I convinced him to go home. He did. He was here, but I convinced him. He finally went on home. So uh, as we pray for the message tonight, let's pray for him also. We, Father, we do thank you tonight for your mercy and your grace. We ask, Lord, that you'll bless your word because it is your word. God, we ask that you'll move and have your own way in this congregation tonight. Meet every need, touch every heart. We ask tonight that you'll touch Jonathan, Lord, heal his body completely, and God will give you the praise and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. amen. I don't know how long I'll be tonight, and that's where you can relax, but uh, I sought the Lord on this, and this is what the Lord led me to preach. Uh, I want to talk to you tonight about living beyond a normal Christian life. Uh, there's a place in God that we can always grow and there's some things that God will do in your own individual life if you allow him. Uh, Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now I read a story one time from uh uh, Assemblies of God magazine called The Heritage, and I want to kind of rehearse a little bit of that to you. The story concerning an evangelist woman. And back in this time, uh, they just didn't accept women as preachers, though God uh, did, because uh, a woman carried the first message that he's risen. So what are you going to do with that part of it? But she, uh, she, she suffered some things and went through a lot of things. Her name was uh, Carrie Judge Montgomery, she had a passion for divine healing and a fullness of the Spirit, and, and God gave her both of those things. And uh, it spoke of her many trials or opposition, of, like I say, her being a woman evangelist, but it also spoke of many victories and great work she did in the Lord. And I, I was reading one of the, her testimonies that was written in, 1910, give you an idea, uh, at Stone Church in Chicago, Illinois. She says she was praying in the presence of the Spirit that morning, praying for many different things, when all of a sudden she felt God refilling her temple by the, uh, by the morning, uh, refilling her temple, but that morning it was different, she said. Have you ever had a different experience with God? I'm telling you, there's many experiences he had for us, and I want to try to bring this out to you tonight. She said God spoke to her to recognize that he was filling every part of her spirit, her soul, her body. He was filling everything about her, her presence. This experience was beyond prayer and service to him, she said. She said she realized that she could not speak to him in any language while this was going on. She could not pray or speak. 
She said the thought came to her when God filled his temple was like when God filled the temple of the, of the Israelite. The priest couldn't even stand up and speak. Now, I'm telling you, there's some power of God that we may not have experienced yet, and some of you may have, and I, I hope you have. She said it was an experience beyond prayer and service. She said she felt that she was lifted up even into heaven. Now, this is the part that she wrote that stood out to me uh, by the Spirit. She says, now who is going to trust God for a winged life? She said, uh, you can crawl if you wish. God will even bless you if you're crawling. But how much better to avail ourselves to the wonderful privileges in Christ to mount up with wings of eagles and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. And she said, oh, beloved friends, there is a life of wings. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I'm going to talk to you about the eagle, about the eagle I preached about him before. But sometimes we get satisfied where we're at. And we go through trials and we have our problems and we go through times and discouragement. Say amen because you know you do it. I do it. But I want to tell you, we don't have to crawl. We don't have to crawl. There's a place in God, regardless of what's coming our way, so we can mount up with wings of eagles. I want you to know when Israel was delivered out of Egypt's bondage, they did not crawl out. They walked out and for, uh, that, walked out of that 430 years of bondage, and this is what Moses said. And Moses went up, Exodus 19, 3 and 5, and Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of a mountain, saying, Thus shall thy say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a, a particular treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Now Israel left Egypt with treasures. They had all types of gold, everything that they had lost in that 430 years. I want you to tell you, God ain't going to allow you to lose anything. He's going to give back to you, shaking down, pressed together, and running over if you allow him to. But they left with all kind of wealth. I mean, it's just hard to carry as much wealth that they had. But that's where we get in trouble sometimes. We forget what God's done for us. Instead of remembering what he's done and what he can do, we forget sometimes. And this is what Israel did. Uh, but because they were at that particular time, uh, God blessed them and carried them until they come to the time of their reward. From the time that they were going to enter into what God had promised them, they had trusted God, they had walked with him. And I know they had some problems, but nevertheless, they wasn't riding wings of eagles when they got to the place where they spot out the country. And we know the story. We know... Uh, uh, what they did to them and how God had to shut them down and move them back. 
Uh, but we also know it was not long that Israel had to perish, the old part, and he brought a new part in. Like Israel, there's life on the wings that God has for us. We can do as they did once be delivered, and then we can start crawling or we can fly with God. He can lift us up above all of our problems and our trials and our heartaches. Uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroy. See, we can be troubled, but we don't have to be distressed with it. We can uh, be perplexed, but we don't have to get in despair with it. We can be persecuted, but God will not forsake us. We can cast down, but we will not be destroyed. What I'm trying to get across to you tonight is that you are the people of God, and the devil has no power over you. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We just let him sometimes. Sometimes I think it's through self-pity. But I want us to look at the eagle bird that God used many times in, to present his message. And why did God use the eagle? Because it's a magnificent bird. Have you ever seen one? Raise your hand if you've seen an eagle. I've seen them about two or three times, but I'll tell you something. They are a magnificent bird. I'm telling you, the crow hadn't got a chance. <laughs> Amen. Doesn't have a chance. Uh, it is a magnificent bird, but let's, let's just look at him. He lives about 50 years uh, Oh, he lives about 50 years, far longer than any other average bird, 50 years. He mates for life. When he mates, it's for, for those 50 years. He has a wingspan of seven feet, and he looks, as we said, so graceful in flight. He mostly dwells in the mountains and high places and seldom seems to be in the valley. I want you to get that now. He's always in the high places. and Very seldom is he in the valley. There are some things we can learn from eagle. Let's look at what the scripture says about the eagle. Deuteronomy 32, 11, and 12. As the eagle stirreth her nest, fluttereth over her young, spread abroad her wings, take them, bear them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him there was no strange God with him. And this scripture is talking about Joseph. I mean, excuse me, Jacob. Uh, but let's build a nest. First, that, the eagle builds his nest in the, in the highest and loftiest place he can find. I mean, it's a place where nothing can get to it. No bobcats, no wildcats, nothing. And I'm going to tell you, that's where God has placed us whether we realize it or not. If we get out of his protection, it's our fault. It certainly is not his fault. They build a safe nest from all predators. Nobody can, nothing can get to them. They build it, uh, it with very strong branches. Uh, the nest is about eight feet by 10 feet wide. They, they line the nest with anything soft, such as old feathers, 
they make the nest as warm and safe as possible, and there they hatch and raise their young. The eagles feed and protect them. They have no worries from their enemies. They're safe. They're secure from all harm. Now, can you really realize and see where we're trying to go here with it? Because that's where God, he's had, he secures us. He keeps us. He said, if you go back on God, it's your own fault. It's your own desire. It's your own way. Because God will keep us and he will satisfy us and he will take us where he wants us to go. The eagle feeds and protects them. They have no worries from their enemies. They are safe and secure, as I said, from all harm. Just like we are when we first get saved. How many remember when you first got saved? Some of you are not saved. Good. You have a good altar call tonight. But I'm going to tell you, when God first saves us, we just, we, we're light as a feather. We feel like we can just float away. Everything is wonderful. I don't mean the devil ain't going to fight you because he's going to fight you. But you just got all that soft, warm security from God. Uh, all, you, we, all our responsibilities that we got when we first become a Christian is come to church and sing some songs and hear the preacher preach and just some things of that nature. Get fed by the Word of God and, and like I say, enjoy the Spirit of God. And it's so nice to be an eaglet. That's what they are when they're small. They're not eagles. They're eaglets. But after a while, the eagle begins to stir the nest. God begins to stir young Christians. He pulls out all the soft feathers this eagle does. The only thing exposed is the briars. So the eagle has to get on the edge of the nest to keep from being stuck. This is the first time he realizes when he looked down that he is hundreds of feet high. And no doubt fear comes in him. And she tries to encourage him to fly, but he won't. So what she does, she just bumps him off the nest. Don't you think it's time we got off the nest? Some of them don't try to fly, though. They just fall down. And that mother eagle will come down and scoop them up and pick them up and bring them back up to height again. Oh, they feel so sorry. How many of you, how many of you, since you've been, well, I know all of us mostly, but when you get saved and you have that first time you fall, that first time you make that bad mistake, and you think the devil tells you it's over. Hello? But here comes a hand, and it catches you, and it lifts you right back up. And you feel so secure, and it's so good to be in the hands of God. But what this eagle does, it's got a purpose, and God's got a purpose in your life and in my life. But what she does, she turns him loose again, and he starts falling. If he don't flap those wings and get stretched, he'll do it again. And she'll do it every time until he flies. So if you don't want to fall a lot of times, start flying. Amen. Get your wings going for God. Come on. Do those things God wants us to do. Praise God.
I remember the first time when I felt like I'd felt God. A lot of fear grips our heart. We wonder why. Why would we do that? It didn't mean you shot somebody or killed somebody or told a lie. It's just sometimes when we're just not where we are to be sometimes. And all God's trying to do with us is bring us to the place to get us in his nest and comfort us and teach us some things. We have to try our wings. You have to pray. You have to ask God to do some things. And sometimes he don't do it. Most of the time, he doesn't do it. Well, I read my Bible, and my Bible tells me if I ask anything in faith, it's going to happen. Really? Maybe we're not asking in faith. There's another side to that coin, too. If God done everything we asked him, we'll soon be telling him. Hello? <laughs> And then we would think we were in control instead of him. But he is in control. Faith is a wonderful thing, and we all have it. I don't mean we all use it. I know people's got a lot of money, but they won't spend it. Roy's telling about a guy who had so many millions of dollars, and, and he drove around, and he'd park it, but all he had was a stirring wheel. <laughs> and, the, and the law knew that knew about him, and they, everybody thought he was dirt poor, but he was actually real rich. Sometimes I think what we do is ride around with our stirring wheel, come on, instead of getting in God's limousine and going where God wants us to go. Like our faith, when we use it, we do find out it does work for without faith it's impossible to please him. We think of faith all the time about healing the sick and working a miracle and doing things like that. But every day you live for God is by faith. Amen. Your faith in him that he's going to keep you. He's going to do for you what he says he'll do. And all I want to tell you is just keep on trying. For without faith it's impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and are rewarded to them that diligently seek him. The second characteristic of the eagle is the ability to handle a storm. How many of you ever had a storm in your life? How did you handle it? Did you take the world's uh, approach they say, get a good hold and hold on till the storm is over. That's what a lot of us do. And we go through the storm. But I'm going to tell you about the eagle. The eagle has it better. Because the eagle uses those wings and he flies above the storm and he stays up there till the storm is over. Now, I'm not here to tell you you're not going to have problems and you're not going to have storms. You're going to have them. But what I'm saying to you, you can get above them. They don't have to bring you down. 
They don't have to uh, injure your experience with God. That's what I'm trying to say to you today is having a life of wings. I remember the first airplane ride I took and me and my wife was going on vacation and we, and she kept talking about how scared she was. And I said, that ain't nothing to worry about. Why in the world are you worrying about? So we got on the plane and skies got real dark. Started raining. We took off. I thought, oh, Lord, is this thing going to fly? My wife said, man, isn't this wonderful? <laughs> Sometimes we change about that quick, too, when the storm, we think we're in the storm. Does the eagle mount up at thy command or make her nest on high? That's what God asked Job. No, it doesn't work that way. God does it for us. God commands it. He tells us to rise in faith. 2 Timothy 1 and 2, 12, excuse me, says, For thee which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I believe, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The eaglet gets above the storm, and he waits till it's over. Now I wonder how do we do it? How do we do it? Well, how do you do it? You trust God. You put your hope in Him. You pray. And you say, greater is He that's in us than He that's in this world. And as this scripture I have just read to you is so true. For which cause I also suffer these things, Paul said, but nevertheless I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I believe. And I am persuaded are you persuaded today that he's able to keep you? I am. I'll tell you I am. I've been through a lot and I've failed times and all like that, but I'm telling you it's time for us to get some eagle wings and get above the storm and get above our doubts and get above our unbelief and let God work out our problems for us. Isaiah 40 and 31 said, But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The most asked question to God is, How long is this storm going to last? That's what we, that's our prayer. Like, God, how long is this going to go on? God, how long am I going to have to put up with this? Come on. Next thing you know, we quit praying. And we get discouraged. And he says, I'll tell you something. I got a set of wings for you. All you got to do is get above all this. He's above it. We just need to get with him. Can you say amen? Psalms 103, 1 through 5 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heal all thy disease, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with love and kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so thy youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, 50 years is a long time for a bird to live. How does he do it? 
Well, when he gets feeling as old as I am, <laughs> and how I feel sometimes, he's got an answer. We can't, we can't allow ourselves to stay in such a state that it becomes discouraged. I don't care what it is. Uh, God's got a refilling of the Holy Spirit. He's got a renewing of the Holy Spirit. It's one baptism, but there's many refillings. Read Acts 2, you'll see the baptism. Read Acts 4, you'll see that they were filled again with the Holy Ghost. See, when the eagle gets this place, he's tired. His feathers become tarded. His beak and his claws become worn. What does he do? Give up? No. He goes back to that high place on the mountain. And he sets out picking out all, pulling out all them old feathers. Sometimes we have to discard some of our old beliefs for God to do new things in our life. He pulls out all those feathers. And then he pulls his claws off. And then he takes and beats his beak against the rock till it's off. And he lays there helpless. Let me tell you, when God moves more in our life is when we know we are helpless and he is the only one that can meet our needs. Some of you may never have experienced these things. I had a list here. One thing he does before he does all this, he eats everything he can hold. Now, that ain't a hard thing to do. But the rest of it, it's kind of hard. He lays there and he waits and he waits naked of his feathers, exposed to all the elements, but he waits and then something happens. His new feathers begin to grow. His new claws and his beak starts growing. In a little while, he stands up, renewed. Hallelujah. Every feather is new. His claws are new. His beak is new. He's strong again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings of eagles. Come on. Sometimes there's some waiting. It shows him our trust in him. And also our faith in him. You know, God does the same thing with us. He renews our spirit in the same manner. Ephesians 4 and 22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true wholeness. The psalmist says, purge me with thy hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. 
Listen, hide thy face from my sins, blot out my iniquities, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors their ways and sinners will be converted unto thee. What I'm trying to say to you in this message today or tonight is that we just don't get saved and get filled with the Spirit and just travel alone. If you do, you're going to get discouraged. God's got more for us. He's got everything He has to offer for us. This eagle gets up on that rock and he, when he gets ready to die, he goes back to that rock. He puts his eyes toward the sun and he holds on till death finds him. And Paul gives us a good description of any man who lived on the wings and died holding on to his because Paul was one of those men. He said, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day. And not to me only, but unto all. I love this. Not just to Paul, but to all them that love his appearing. Now, how do we get these life on wings? You can't. God has to give them to you. They come for faith. They're a real good gift. It comes by prayer, by His Word, by obeying His Holy Spirit, by accepting His grace. For it's God's desire for us to be born again, and it's God's desire that we be refilled again, and that we have a renewing of our experience. Yeah, I'm not going to tell my renewing of my experience before I come here, but I'll tell you some of it. I walked in my bedroom, and I walked in the power and the presence of God that I cannot explain it to you. You have to experience it. I can kind of explain to you the baptism. But I want to tell you, when God, you walk in like she said, he fills every single part of you. And that stayed with me for five and one half months. How many of you have ever felt the presence of God? I mean, you really felt it and it feels more... How would you like for it to stay with you five and a half months? When you go to bed, it's there. When you get up there, when you're driving down the road, I'm working for the power company, and he's talking to me, and he's telling me this, just like he's sitting beside me. I want to tell you, that was five and a half months that I was on the wing of an eagle, God. And God, if he let that happen to me, he can let it happen to anybody. He's a wonderful God. First thing he's going to do, he's going to show you your wrongs. You have to get rid of your wrongs before, before he can start doing his rights. Come on. 
And he showed me some things in my life that I didn't even consider. Hello. Sometimes in our life we think this is nothing wrong with this. Might be big with God. And sometimes we just have to repent and say, God, I'm not going to do that anymore. Or God, I'm going to start doing this for you. And I, 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 can't just, I can't even tell you how it feels. I just cannot tell you. But it's, as I said, it's riding down the road and him sitting there beside you. And he says things like, go to the bookstore. I've got two books you want you to buy. And you get over there, you've heard of one of them, but you ain't never heard of the other one. And you get there, and they're both waiting on you. And you read them, and they change your life. They change the way you look at things. There's nothing wrong with reading books, except the one God don't direct you to. Hello? I learned some things about some great men of God. I found out that some of these men that they talk about so much been great men of God, they failed to mention that they had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you, God is a great God today. And I believe God's got an experience for each and every one of us. I think sometimes we um, remain as eaglets. And God wants us to be eagles. He may be getting tired of shoving us out of the of the nest and catching us. He wants us to become something for him. And let me tell you something. God is no respect of person. The story I read you, the part of the story about the woman ministry, some of the greatest ministers in America performing the greatest miracles you would ever see were women. Women. There was one lady, I used to, I, sometimes I'm thankful for her name, sometimes I can't, but nevertheless, God knows her. But they said that when she was preaching, if you got within four feet of her, the power of God would knock you backwards. That's how much spirit was in her life. He said it'd pour out the Holy Ghost on all flesh. Sometimes women discard their calling because they are a woman and think what people's going to say. Don't. Do what God tells you to do. Don't think God can't use a woman. Don't think God can't use a child. I've told you when I was pastoring in Pleasant Grove, I preached against women preachers. There ain't no such thing. I walked out of the pulpit and see, I can remember her name because God spoke it to me. He said, call Mabel Branch and tell her to come run you a week's revival. And I said, God, I just told this church. He said, call Mabel Branch. <laughs> I did. We had a wonderful revival. Stand with me, if you will. If you're here tonight and you have a need, he can put you on his wings. He can lift you above these things tonight. God is able. That's only five after seven. These restaurants don't close to nine or ten.
I used to think when I was a young man in Pentecost, we didn't end the service to 9 or 9.30. What but one store in the whole community, and it was closed. But I want to tell you, I saw God do a lot of great and wonderful things. And he wants to do wonderful things tonight. So if you have a need, won't you come on? You got something you want God to do with you? Fighting a battle somewhere? Come on, let God put you on his wings and lift you above those things tonight. Go 